0: Welcome back to Life in the Valley podcast. Today I'm with Jason Sodestrom, Matt Olson, I'm Paul Ice, and we've had a few podcasts under our belt. This is a new thing. We're only a couple weeks in on this, and uh, practical Christian living and some questions, tension points that go along with that. And we thought one of the things that people have asked, and some of you know who who we are, some don't. Um, maybe we would take some time, interview one of us, get to know, um, us a little bit and how our, um, path has come to know each other. Um, Matt and I were discussing our stories aren't really that interesting. So let's start with Jason's. <laughs> he has, no, not really. But having said that, um, Jason, you're probably the newest to the, you know, team at Valley. And I'm so the youngest. you're the youngest <laughs> and we want to probably can't figure that out <laughs> i just wanted to clarify for everyone Wait, watching i just okay yeah so this is on youtube <laughs> right but it's also some people are listening to it so they can't see us but if you watched it and we have a screen right here in front who would you say is the youngest like, we're,
1: we're really the same age. I just yeah. have more mileage on me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You've had a lot more stress in your life. <laughs> like I think because you can grow a full beard and like it's all the way down your neck, like you probably look a little bit older than I do, but you're wearing a hat that's cool. So, I guess that gives you ways. Well, to I ways. actually
2: this is a side note. I actually like our podcast a lot because I think it's a little unique that uh, we're all from a different generation, all three of us, so we kind of, yeah. thats I like doing this podcast because it's not me with a bunch of my generation people, but it's all generations, so I actually yeah. enjoy being with you, my elders.
0: Yes. Did you guys think about, like, we're podcasting today, did you think about what shirt you were going to wear today? Did you, like, think, is this going to look good on, the-? I mean, just be honest, Matt. You're looking like I'm gonna. I want to say yes, but I I don't want to admit that.
1: <laughs> if I did, it wasn't too much. It was, it was
0: so uh, I thought about it. I was putting my shirt on. And I thought, oh, is this going to look good on the podcast? And this is one of those like dry fit shirts, and sometimes those you know look good on some people and not on others. But I thought nothing of my hair or anything like that. So. I, I haven't had a
2: haircut in a while, so I was like, I got to wear a hat for. Yeah, well, pod, that was probably, for our
0: for our listeners. <laughs> yeah. All right, I have no idea how that moves us forward in the podcast, but we're <laughs> we're we're with Jason today. Jason, tell us a little bit how um, you came to know Matt and I. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to go way back to when you were a baby and yeah. tell your whole life story, but. I'll spare you all those details.
2: Yeah, I've uh, I moved to Colorado 5 years ago to start a ministry called Student Mobilization Stumo at the at CU. And so I've been in ministry at the University of Tulsa for 7 years before that. It's collegiate ministry where really our vision was even as we moved to Colorado to Boulder were to reach people that did not know Jesus to see disciples made and multiplied. And our strategy was really one life at a time that we wanted to go build relationships on campus and love people, be salt and light to people and just share the gospel when we could with people and see what would happen. And then from that, invest that we really believe as a ministry, and I believe this at the core of the way that the gospel expands and multiplies is just through individual relationships and people. And so uh, I guess it was like three years ago I got this random invite to this pastor's prayer meeting. I've only went once and I've never been again. So I <laughs> only went once, never went again, and it was at Valley. Valley hosted it, and I I was just kind of walking around and I met this guy right here and we just clicked like immediately. It's you you say a lot of the words like discipleship, multiplication, but really what does that mean? Does it how does that play out? And we both were kind of like intrigued by each other. It's almost like a, it's almost like your first interactions with someone you want to date. And I was like, "Hey, you want to go get coffee?" Right. And so we went out, got coffee, and in that hour, I mean, I just, I'd been really praying that God would put in my life someone in Colorado that could be a mentor, someone that would disciple me, that could love me, to help me in ministry, help me in my marriage, help me with my kids, all of those things. And God just placed Matt in my life, and then about. Two months later, we uh, made the decision to start coming and serving at Valley
1: and just getting plugged in since then. Yeah. So this last year, God brought a lot of changes through internal workings in your heart Mm -hmm. and external circumstances that seemed to direct you into a new venture. Yeah. Why don't you talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, so my wife, Molly, and I, we never thought we would ever leave campus ministry. We always said we we would only leave unless God really stirred and called us out. And through all those things you were saying, God was doing a new work in us and putting in a new desire, not even a new desire, just a change of ministry, change of scope. And so the last, uh, this last year, God just started placing in our heart that we wanted to see 18 to 35 year olds reach that, that we really had a vision as the Church in America we're we losing a crazy amount of millennials every year. A million millennials leave the Christian church every year. And my Molly and I just had the heart to go, we've spent the last 12 years of our life reaching these people. We want to use that knowledge and that experience, what God's done to, to really invest in that generation. And so uh, it was in April, the Lord really started stirring my heart for the idea of what we're calling the brook. Um, and it comes from John seven when Jesus, he's at this festival and he stands up and he goes, if anyone would drink of me, as the scriptures say, there would be a spring of living water that would overflow. And I read that. And I remember calling my wife, like, I think we need to start a ministry called the brook where it starts at the depths of who we are because we believe, and this is what draws us together. When Jesus gets your heart, when Jesus gets your heart, it outflows. And it overflows into it overflows. It's like a brook. A brook eventually hits the stream, which hits the river, which hits the ends of the the earth. It goes to the ocean. When Jesus comes out of someone and it, it flows to their hobbies, to their family, to their friends, it's gonna reach all different people. And so as we prayed and thought through that, the Lord just put on our hearts that we needed to start the brook to reach 18 to 35 year olds. And we live in Boulder, we love our life in Boulder. But God just started pulling our hearts away from not putting the brook in Boulder, but in Denver. Just And one of the big reasons is the that there's 355,000 people in the city of Denver, over 50% of the population that are between the ages of 18 to 35. And a lot of people that are in church world there would say only about 1% to 2% of those people are in church. And so our hearts just have been broken for those people. And... Then through the Lord's working in our life, we, it, it, the brook eventually came into the idea of that it needs to be a church plant. Really, for us, we believe in the local church, that Jesus uses the local church. He's going to use the local church in Lafayette, Valley Community Church, and all the other churches that are that are seeking the Great Commission and are advancing the kingdom. He's using the church, the collective church to go multiply disciples through the earth. And we actually, we were like, oh, we're not, I don't know if we can, are we pastors? Do we know how to do this? And so we we just didn't even know if that was like our skill set. And then I started talking with these guys and the Lord just started confirming like, this is kind of what you've been about. Uh, so it's kind of our story. That's where, how we got to where we are. So we'll plan- be be uh, moving to Denver in January of 2020. And just start networking with people, start sharing the gospel, and we're gonna spend part of our time there and then part of our time we're actually gonna come alongside Valley because that was one of our big needs is just how do we how do we continue to equip ourselves and how do we grow? And the Lord had just naturally placed Matt and Paul in my life to be able to disciple, equip, to shepherd me as I learned to shepherd others. Yeah.
0: And Matt, maybe you can touch on this then. Um why is what Jason's doing an integral part of what um, Valley should be doing and what Jesus called the church to do all the time in the sense of like, you know, how does Jason fit into the
1: scheme of what Valley's always trying to do? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that's what's kind of knit all our hearts together is how do we carry out this incredible command, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And it's the same way Jesus did it, one life at a time, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I think you had shared a little bit when you were being interviewed how that God's call in your life is not to build the church. Yeah. It is to make disciples. And yes. he says, I will build my church. Jesus church, builds the church. And, yes. and we often get that reversed. Mm-hmm. And I think it gets us into trouble because we, we get into trying to build a big organization rather than individually create another disciple. And so this is the way the church multiplied the early church is a disciple is made who makes a disciple who makes a disciple and a church forms and it's a, it's a very natural way of sharing your faith in Christ pouring your life into another person like the brook pouring into a person and then other churches being established and so uh, jason's role this year will be for us even though he's he's got a lot of experience he is not a novice by any stretch of the imagination uh, but he's going to be an apprentice pastor at Valley and is also with the SEND network. That's S-E-N-D, not S-I-N, <laughs> SEND network. Uh, so he's got a great reinforcement, but Valley's yeah. going to be the sending church. And so this this coming year, he's going to spend a lot of time helping us reach millennials at Valley mm-hmm. and work with Paul and I and others in our church and then at the same time be preparing for this new plant in Denver. So we're very excited to be able to participate. Well, and what I love,
2: uh, just in the training I've gotten, I keep hearing this in my head, it's not people that plant churches, churches plant churches. Yeah. And so the my vision, my hope, is that Valley is going to extend its reach. It's it's not called Valley, but we don't care about the brand, I don't care about the Brooks brand. We're, but the church extends its reach reaches more people it multiplies and it has a great effect so the only way a church is planted is another church plants it and uh, we haven't even really we've talked a little bit about this but my heart and my vision is that this would form a unified front of church planning from downtown Denver where we're at all the way to Lafayette we want to see churches planted I know for us we want to see more guys I'm just I never thought I'd be a church planner, And I think that's where a lot of church planners are going to come from or people that are even maybe working in the business world currently that God calls them to use their giftings to plant churches. And maybe it's there that the Lord is doing something right now where we see in the next years, 5, 10, 15, 25 churches planted through leaders raised up in our local congregations. I mean, that's, I don't, I don't. I don't think that's too far-fetched because that's how, the, like you said, the early church started. It wasn't, we're going to go build
0: churches, we're going to build disciples, and then eventually it just multiplies. Yeah. Well, and don't you think, Matt, with that part of the equation is um, when Jason became part of the team as far as the broader team of Valley, like... You know, probably you set up some chairs at the beginning like the average person does. You know, you came to be I a open part. I the blinds so yep. the, li- the light shines in. Yep. Um, but eventually there was something that we saw in Jason, God doing work. And part of the affirmation process of God calling him to speak the word of God. And you mentioned about having Jason preach. And talk about a little bit about how that philosophically fits into where Valley is, because I think Jason, we would say, Matt's the best teacher and preacher at Valley. So let's just
1: put him up there all the time, right? And But that's not Valley's all about, right? Yeah, I think I grew up in a culture where as a pastor, I'd preach every Sunday unless I was sick or gone. And you'd have other people fill in. But I think as, as I start to study the New Testament, you know, Paul was always pouring into people and giving them opportunities to minister. So both these guys preach. Uh, Josh preaches, Craig preaches, but a big part of what we do is on a regular basis and very intentionally, you're part of that preaching, teaching development for our church. So I think it's healthy for the church. It's healthy for us. Um, I hope you learn some things from me, both of you, in preaching, but I learned things from these guys just about context and culture and communication. So even though whoever's preaching that week, they do most of the work on the sermon. We all have a part in it. Well, isn't and isn't that how you work get together
2: better at anything in yeah. life? But I just think of ironing, iron sharpening iron. Yeah. In this way, is that if you never gave me an opportunity, I can't get feedback. I yeah. I can't get help in it. I there is so I just I'm so appreciative that I'm in an environment that that's championed and also like that even our congregation is. Behind that, that the way that we raise up the next generation of preacher is not by just making them sit on the sideline. It's by giving them opportunities. If it's like uh, being a baseball player and never getting to swing the bat, it's just watching somebody swing a bat. Eventually,
0: you got to get up to the plate and swing, and sometimes you strike out. I'm hoping not to strike out too many. (laughs) (laughs) Right, but I mean, it is an active thing that we're doing at Valley and that is training next generation and uh next leaders and we want to always be you know part of that process and I think one of the things for me that's a beautiful part of this is when Jason became part of the Send Network which is an organization for church planting in you know across America but um around the world but specifically with Jason you know in the Denver area they gave him the green light to go right away like Jason we're on your vision we think God is working in your life and the call seems pretty clear and Matt you and I testified to the fact that we see God's calling his life and I think the send network's like go and Jason's like wasn't there a thing about an apprentice option (laughs) you know and I think you chose that role intentionally maybe just take one minute why what does an apprentice mean to you why did you take that particular role instead of hey let's just go
2: Uh, I believe in the biblical model that was set. Jesus had his disciples that followed him. Paul found his disciple, Timothy. Uh, And it's this idea that we... It's not a Bible school training. It's a life-on-life training. And you guys know me. You know all the good about me. And you all know all my, my problems, too. And that's what discipleship is about. It's not about looking good. It's about loving one another, helping each other become followers of Jesus closer and closer and closer. So me personally, I just wanted that in my life. I wanted people in my life speaking into my life. I I'm I'm 34 years old. I'm I'm very young. And I just I want always in my life that older men that I trust and that God is working in to be putting in my life. So I always I, I was like I'd be foolish to jump into something without the men behind me to really invest in me. So I I want the investment.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And I think we'd agree that of all the guys I've seen part of the send network and being involved with that myself too, you're probably the most ready uh, to just go. But I feel like this year is going to be a tremendous year for you and Molly just to grow and develop and think through things. And, And it's going to be a great year for Valley because we get the benefit of you being engaged with what we're doing together and, yeah. and helping us because we're, we're relatively young, too. Mm-hmm. And yet it's, it's all part of his kingdom work. And that's what's so exciting about this yeah. is, is really well, him.
0: And, you know, to touch on that, you know, it's a team effort, you and Molly and um, my daughter, Olivia, the other day needed to drive separately to school from her brother and i'm like why do you need the car you know today and she's like well i'm going out to coffee during the school day with molly and i'm like you are and she's like yeah molly wanted to see if i wanted to get coffee and so like over she's an off block and she's like so molly and i are going so i asked olivia later like what was it like going out you know and with Molly and she's like, I loved it. And she's like, she asked me a lot of questions and like she shared her story and she even Jason, you know, you, you know, the story probably better than anyone, but started to share with how she prayed for who God was going to bring one day to marry and like share that. And so it, part of the reason that we recognize God's calling is not because Jason has a Bible degree. Not because, you know, we have all these checklists. We've just seen them doing ministry in the path that God's called them to. And that's what it is. It's like you're at Valley. And so what's Molly going to do when she's at Valley? And Molly's going to do what God's called her to do and invest in other people's lives. And one of those, you know, happens to be my daughter's life. And that's that's big. And don't you feel, Jason, like wherever you went? this is what you would be doing. Like yeah. you would be, if if you, like you mentioned to me before, the next step, well, maybe I should go get my, a realtor's license, but whatever your job was going to be, you always knew it would be making disciples is yeah. what God's just burdened you with.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, that's the, that's the call for
2: all of us. I kept saying, you know, I'm, I was praying through, should I be a vocational minister where I get my paycheck from doing ministry? And the Lord said, yes, but I was okay not doing that because yeah, we're all, it's the make disciples were to love Jesus, follow him. Mm-hmm. And in our, our path, we see his name glorified. And I mean, really the, you touched on a secret. I didn't talk too much about it, but Molly's the secret sauce that, every, that makes everything work. Yeah. So You you know now, and so does the world. Molly's the one that makes it all. Everyone already knows that. That's interact, but
0: we can tell people that don't know. Yeah, if you don't know Molly, she's the one that. Yeah, but some things are are just obvious. (laughs) She is the secret sauce in the fact that uh, I think you know you would testify the impact she's made on your life. Yeah. But when you say it's just because she follows Jesus, like she just the you know we talked about next week's message, the light of the world she just walks with Jesus and when she walks with Jesus she radiates Jesus Mm -hmm. and it's probably been an impact Mm -hmm. on you. It was at CU Mm -hmm. a huge impact on Mm -hmm. the girls you know, at CU that she had an impact on there. Well and we're, just
2: to reiterate as we close down, we're just grateful the Lord put us here, that he put us with Valley and we just have a huge heart to see his kingdom expand and just to play our role in it and to do whatever we can to to serve and love and be here for, for that. I'm excited about what's going to happen.
0: Well, and you know, as we close up, I I think Matt just maybe touch on this and this will be the last thing we'll get to today is um, it's what Jace is, is doing is what God calls us all to do. And some he'll set apart to actually go plant a church, but at the end of the day, making an impact on another person's life, is what we're trying to impress on everyone. Yeah,
1: it's what what we all do in the the course of life where we work our neighborhoods and things. Once in a while, God will put it in you that that you need to just step out like this in this particular way. People often ask, how do you know? Mm -hmm. And I think you get to the point where you can't do anything else. I mean, it's just God's worked in you. And and the rest of us have seen that, so it's special. Would you even
0: say, Matt, on that, That some of in your experience, some of the people that made the biggest difference from of Christ in your life that you've seen, God never called to be a pastor, right? You know, and I mean, you probably have stories upon stories of people that made huge impacts for Jesus.
1: It's all part of God's family. We all have a part.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that's a little bit about Jason and finding out the secret sauce to what. Is making that go. What's the secret sauce in your life, Matt? Well,
1: how can I say anything else but the
0: same? <laughs> chick-fil-a sauce. <It's>, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all want to testify. We already know what the secret sauce in our life, but we'll wait till we so you're get interviewed. know more of your story. <laughs> yeah. So, thanks for joining us, Life in the Valley. Uh, you can follow the podcast by subscribing. You'll get every time one comes out. You'll get a notification that it's coming. It's on YouTube. Valley's website, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, found in a lot of places, and we hope it helps you move forward.